Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Well, greetings, everyone, and welcome. It is your old friend, Katie Pratchard, joined today by your young friend, Mr. David Fiorazzo. All right, tonight, we are kicking off our little special called the After School Special. David and I will be joined tonight by Dr. Duke Pesta Yay. and Dr. Jake Jacobs Yay. for a fun discussion about all of the things. And since we're launching this new program, we want to hear from you. So please head over to stayeducated.org. Send us your questions. Anything, no topic off limits. Again, tune in 7 p.m. Central tonight to check out our inaugural episode of After School Special. So, all right, friends, it's that special, see what I did there, time of week when we all gather around the campfire or, or wherever you're sitting to hear the latest dirt coming out of the education establishment from our very own and favorite international correspondent, Alex Newman. Hey, Alex. Thanks, guys. Great to be with you again. And uh, just a few weeks ago, we had a story about the Michigan Department of Education got caught red-handed encouraging teachers to encourage children to transition to new genders behind their parents' back. Well, we have more smoking gun evidence that this is going on this time out of the People's Republic of San Francisco. And again, we have smoking gun evidence that this is what they are doing. They're encouraging children as young as kindergarten to start picking new genders and they can pick infinite different genders. Uh, and then they're telling these teachers that they have to play along with these delusions. And then they're telling these teachers to help these children conceal these transitions from their parents, and uh, the documents are now available for everybody to see. Uh, the one that bothered me the most is a, a worksheet that they're giving to these teachers. It's called uh, Elementary Name and Pronoun Sheet, and uh, you can see it right there. It's marked as confidential, so it's only for the teacher's eyes, uh, and it encouraged children as, as young as fifth, uh, as young as kindergarten up through fifth grade to list their official name, the name that they want to be called in class, and then the name that should be used with their grown-ups, right? We don't have parents anymore. Now we just have grown-ups, and uh, notice the dichotomy here, right? You might be called Sally in class, but when your grown-ups are around, you might be Billy, and this is all by design, folks. It literally, the San Francisco Unified School District is encouraging these teachers to encourage children to pick out new genders, to pick out new pronouns, to pick out new names, to come to school dressed as whatever gender they feel like it, uh, and then to help conceal this from the parents. Uh, so this uh, document was produced by the uh, San Francisco Unified School District Student and Family Services Division, and it's available in eight, eight languages, including Chinese and also Arabic, uh, which is interesting. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of Arabs are going to be thrilled when they find out that their children are being encouraged to pick new genders and experiment with new forms of sexuality, like lesbo-curious is one of the uh, sexualities they recommend to these little children. Uh, now, um, in, the, uh, in the letter that they wrote to teachers with this stuff, they say that uh, the guidance is supposed to support educators in incorporating gender-inclusive practices in their equity stance that will supposedly somehow benefit students throughout SFUSD the San Francisco Unified School District. Obviously, these two bureaucrats sign off with their pronouns. And um, here, here's another interesting bit. Uh, in these uh, documents, the school district is actually encouraging students to get involved with Q groups. Yeah. And uh, according to the documents, 
These Q groups are supposed to help connect students to mental health professionals and clinics that offer gender-affirming health services. Uh, these services, folks, include things like testosterone injections for little girls that will give them a deep voice, that will cause them to grow facial hair, that will uh, cause their uh, bones to get problems, that will cause their bodies to develop very differently. Uh, it includes puberty blockers to prevent children from going through puberty. I mean, this is like the same drug they use to chemically castrate people in prison. Uh, they, they give estrogen to little boys and then afterwards they get them ready for surgical mutilation right whip out the scalpel we'll start chopping off body parts uh, folks this is happening in government schools at taxpayer expense and we've got the smoking gun documents to prove it uh, pretty amazing um, they uh, some of the the things that these teachers are encouraged to teach these children are just insane. Uh, one of the pronouns that they tell the kids they can be called is it, and they point out that you know it used to be a derogatory term for transgender to be called it. Now they now some of them are appropriating it, kind of like the N word. I mean, it's just so bizarre, folks. And uh, they do tell teachers that uh, misgendering someone or misnaming someone, not using a student's preferred pronouns, uh, is considered bullying and harassment. So uh, any teachers who are not coming Comfortable playing along with these delusions uh, will be accused of bullying and harassment. Uh, and they're also supposed to intervene if another student won't play along with these delusions. So if some kid comes up and tells you that, or tells your son or your daughter that he's actually a fairy and he wants to be known by the pronoun a tree, and uh, your child says, no, you're actually just a regular boy and I'm just going to call you he, then that's bullying and harassment and then you'll get a big problem. Now, the teachers are supposed to model this insane behavior for children. Uh, on the International Pronouns Day, they were given a, a sheet telling them to uh, consider using things other than the typical binary honorary terms like Mr., Miss, or Mrs. Uh, they could use the gender-neutral term mix or MX, right? Um, and for teachers who aren't comfortable presenting this garbage to the kids, they've got great videos, they say, that you can use to, to introduce this stuff to kids. Uh, also, the idea of binary man-woman relationships boy-girl relationships, those have to go, right? Can't use the terms boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. Uh, you have to use, uh, and I'm quoting here, images that normalize a variety of relationship family formations, right? Uh, in other words, polyamory, four guys, three cats, and two goldfish will be a family. Uh, also, no more using mother and father, folks. Now it's just caregiver one and caregiver two, uh, right? There's no difference between a mother and a father. They're all just caregivers. Okay, uh, they've got a, a lesson on queering identity where they give you definitions for terms like uh, sex assigned at birth. That's a, a silly label given to you based on your body parts. Uh, your sexual orientation is who you want to get squishy with. Uh, they recommend resources from a well-known hate group, the Soviet Poverty Law Center. It's the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, disgusting, disgusting anti-Christian hate group that has inspired terrorists to go uh, try to slaughter Christians. Uh, truly amazing, folks, what's happening here. Uh, and uh, they've got data showing that uh, so many kids believe in this stuff because, you know, they've been collecting this data on the kids. They say that now about 13% of kids are something other than heterosexual. Sexual. That was in 2017. Uh, that was five years ago. And, of course, a lot happens in five years. My guess is those numbers are far higher today. Uh, folks, this is child abuse. It's grotesque. It's evil. It needs to stop. And in a sane society, the people doing this to these children would all be prosecuted. Uh, if America ever comes to its senses again, I think these people need to be held criminally accountable. This is literally insane. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, 
and heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. According to radical Democrat Socialist Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, it's better not to be born than to be alive if you're poor. She sent out another tweet last week that we're going to dissect. But even sadder than her callous comments, many of her sick followers chimed in and agreed with her twisted eugenic views on Twitter. Remember, these people are allowed to vote. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. So in the warped worldview and Marxist-driven ideology of the AOCs of the world, one sees through the lens of class struggle. There are oppressors and those who are oppressed. Now, she recently said it's all about economics, right? When poor and working class people are forced to have a baby against their will and against their ability to provide. Ah, there it is. Eugenics also rears its ugly head here, and we'll get to that in a minute. But last week, AOC tweeted the following, quote, abortion rights are a class struggle too. <laughs> when the powerful force people to give birth against their will, they trap millions into cycles of economic setback and desperation especially in a country without guaranteed health care. And desperate workers are far easier to exploit. Man, apparently she believes in an unborn class. Uh, first, there's no such thing as a right to abortion. In the true meaning of the words right and abortion. So in her world, however, a pagan government gives you the right to murder those alive in the womb and to decide which human lives should be allowed to be born and which human lives should be eliminated. Now, if God gives us inalienable rights, beginning with life, then why would it be permissible for man or woman to murder millions of human beings created in his image? Follow the science, the fact of life in a pregnant mother's womb. Follow the truth. If you follow her line of reasoning, however, it can, if, if you can call it reasoning, then there should be laws against people having sex, right? At what income level do you draw the line against starting a family, against those having sexual intercourse, even in the context of marriage, right? It's interesting, though, by the way, Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger once insisted that married couples needed to get a license in order to have children. That's quite China-esque, don't you think? Well, AOC seems to be implying that for those below a certain comfortable income level, their lives are not worth living. Wow. Now, is the only solution then to murder more unborn babies? How about helping women? How about fellow human beings having compassion, helping these women and their babies? How about that? Writing for Newsbusters, Jason Cohen reminds us that being poor in America is far better than having even an average income in many other countries. He said this, 
per AOC's logic, should poor countries stop having babies and abort all the unborn ones? According to the radical left, this would help mitigate climate change because it would fix the so-called overpopulation problem. So if they keep going in this genocidal direction, perhaps they will eventually be advocating for this. Well, it sounds like leftist elites playing God since they have rejected him. Uh, this demonic ideology, by the way, is part of the legacy of Margaret Sanger, who wanted to limit or even prevent black babies from being born. For just one example, selective breeding of fellow humans. Have you ever heard of the Negro Project? Look it up. It's part of our history. It's no mistake that today, 79% of Planned Parenthood businesses and they're booming. They're in minority neighborhoods. Sanger, who would be called a white supremacist if she were alive today, laid the foundation for this liberal feminist social agenda, leaving millions of post-abortive women in anguish, grief, pain, regret, after Planned Parenthood's century now in business. Young girls in classrooms today and young women in modern culture have been groomed to be God-denying activists. They've been sold lies that sex with no restraints is freedom and a baby is a problem to be dealt with rather than a gift from God. Like Sanger, who regarded the weak as feeble-minded, Progressive elites such as Hillary Clinton, Nancy Pelosi, Michelle Obama, Elizabeth Warren, Stacey Abrams, and AOC are openly rebelling against their creator. And their followers have also joined the death cult. So forget what you've been told, that abortion is a political issue. Our pastors and church leaders must take the lead on this and speak about this issue because it's literally a matter of life and death. Believers in Christ... Don't be deceived by their rhetoric. Are you willing to be a voice for the voiceless? Thankfully, truth will ultimately prevail because the Bible is right and Jesus wins in the end. God bless you and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code Educated. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D. -E educated. Support this show and a great American company. All right, let's take a little time to find out what's trending left. We're going to start today in Oklahoma, where a high school teacher who went viral last Christmas for telling kids to forget their parents if they didn't accept and support the LGBT lifestyle, well, back at it again. If your parents don't love and accept you for who you are this Christmas, I'm your parents now. I'm proud of you. Drink some water. I love you. Okay. I, I agree. Drink some water. But you're... Not my parents, but that guy's back. Uh, well, I guess new undercover video from Project Veritas has found out that our friend there, Tyler, may have jumped states, but he's still teaching and finding ways to incorporate his wokeness into the classroom in ways that won't get him caught. I am an anarchist. Oh, I can get my license revoked for it, for being too woke. But I think it's, you know what I mean? You're not overly, there's ways to- that, That's what I mean. Yeah, 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 like, trust me, I wanna like, burn down the entire system. Yeah. There's but ways to introduce theories. these ideas without broadcasting it. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And not, no, I, I broadcast it 
too much last semester. So. Yeah, they couldn't stop you. I mean, obviously, you're teaching, so that's. Um, no, they definitely couldn't. Yeah. Uh, well, wow. also was like they were super like they didn't want to stand up for the parents, which I get. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 Oklahoma. So what are you going to do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Oklahoma. Glad to see he's uh, aged up and putting that little beard out there, trying to look like what Oklahoma is, but the hair. Well, that's another story. Meanwhile, a young boy is clearly being treated as a prop for the Rainbow Mafia in this next clip. In this clear parenting fail, a mom took her son to a drag club, where it wasn't long until the queen took notice of the child and then perpetuated the cycle. So, as you can see, there's the drag queen, and you see a little bit of money being put out, but oh no, the drag queen sees the child. And then that, of course, is what the drag queen wants to do and highlight What's and bring name? the kid up on stage. Everyone say, hey, Angel. Angel, I want to buy you something really fabulous on Amazon right now. Can you go get my phone, please? Okay, so here's the little boy then getting, uh, I guess it's his own walkway with the dresses that were purchased for him by that so-called drag money. That just seems about right for what we got going on in our society. But next, we're going to head to Illinois, where a school librarian recently posted a video discussing how much she loves recommending one of the most controversial books in the country, Gender Queer. As we've covered many times on Educated, Gender Queer contains pornographic illustrations of boys performing sexual acts on each other, and parents have been finding the book in school libraries across the country. Hello, hello, it's Miss Corcoran and Abe yet again hanging out in the library talking about the Teen Reader's Choice Award books. Next up, we are talking about this graphic novel memoir by Maya Kobabe called Gender Queer. One of the things I loved about this book is that it's a great window and mirror book, meaning people who are questioning their sexual identity and their gender identity are going to view this book as a mirror, a reflective experience of their own. And this book's also a great window for people who want to understand that perspective. There's nothing I did not like about this book, and it's actually the top banned and challenged book of 2021, according to the American Library Association. But you can come check out a copy here from the library. Yes, it certainly is a graphic novel. Now, again, the images in this book are so bad that if we showed them to you right now, this video would be banned. But that's not stopping librarians from recommending a book. Even that, librarian says, is the number one banned school book in America. Huzzah! Those are the books we want to push. But I bet, you know, with her putting out Abe Lincoln, has anyone read the Gettysburg Address? Maybe we should focus a little bit on that and a little less on the graphic novels. But thankfully, that's going to wrap up this segment. More craziness next time. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment for Katie, David, or any of our other show hosts, simply visit stayeducated.org. That's stayeducated.org and submit your question or comment. Our team loves to hear from you and might just give you a shout out on air. Again, visit stayeducated.org and connect with us. All right, let's wrap things up with a very intriguing video that has major companies across the country salivating. This past week, the richest man in the world, Elon Musk, unveiled his company's latest creation called Optimus. Built with the same technology Tesla implements into their high-tech cars, Optimus is described as a humanoid robot designed to complete tasks and even solve problems on their own. 
Now, the reason many companies are dialed in on Musk's latest creation has to do with the robot's future implementation into factory environments. Musk says while the technology is still being developed, he expects robots like Optimus to be game changers over the next 10 years uh, industrial companies struggle to find workers. Well, that's scary. That's just frightening. To Transhumanism. Me. I see it's, that coming down the on, road. It's on the horizon. It's prophetic. It's prophetic. People, I was really. promised that life would be like the Jetsons, and it is not like the Jetsons. No. And if that's what the, they are going for, for the Jetsons, <clears throat> I say no. No. I say no, too. All oh, right. well, it's it's going that direction. Whether we like it or not, I think. No. I anyway, know. that is going to wrap up this week on Educated. Hey, how'd we do? Let us know. Please let us know by going to stayeducated.org. Well, for Katie and myself, thanks for watching. And until next week, stay educated. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2022.